1: This is the Fly Moto 60 Show.
2: Presented by Maxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On pulponx.com.
1: Taking your calls and looking
3: ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mattis.
4: Welcome, everybody. Fly Race and Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxis Get and Pro Taper. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. It's noon Pacific, March 1st. Feeling a little bit of head cold, so uh, give me a break, all right? Appreciate it. 702-586-7857. Call in if you have a question about Atlanta. This week in round nine of the Monster Energy AMA Supercross Series, it is Atlanta Triple Crown. Looking forward to that. Much more uh, to talk about when it comes to uh, the race. Uh, Jason Thomas and Dan Truman will be joining us. Jason from Fly Racing and Dan from Get. Brand new stadium this weekend, too. Very exciting to talk about that. I'm not going, though. No, I just decided not to. I uh, I traveled a lot. Traveled, traveled enough right now for the year. Needed a break. Chris Kiefer will be there, representing Pulp MX. So be nice to Kiefer, everybody. I'm sure you will. Hey, fly racing, uh, Weston Pike, Blake Baggett. Baggett looked beautiful on the fly racing gear flying into those nets. Uh, the F2 Carbon Forge helmet, crafted to hit here to strict safety standards. It's got the MIPS technology, it's got a Kevlar shell, and uh, it's got five colorways plus the Weston Pike signature helmet. You can pretend like you're headed to the outdoor nationals, even if you're a weekend warrior stuck at your desk during the week. Ride safe, ride smart with fly racing. flyracing.com. Uh, please check them out. They got watercraft, they have. Uh, Uh, street bike stuff, they have uh, uh, mechanical stuff, they have a lot of stuff. Fly Racing's got more than you would realize if you go to their website. Um, Something I was using riding last week was the Knee guards from Fly Racing—they're really, really good, top quality. Uh, also, too, Pro Taper, Geico Honda, Rockstar Husky—just a couple of the teams that use Pro Taper. JGR as well. Jason Anderson running Pro Taper and winning the 450 supercost series right now, leading the points. Uh, Fusion Bar, the one-third waffle grip, Twister throttle tube, and Micro Bar—just a few examples of how Pro Taper continues to push the limits and reinvent the way we all experience riding our motorcycles. They also have a brand new Sport line—that's really cool. Max's tires. The MXST tire is coming out real soon. From your bike to your truck and almost everything in between, Maxxis tires will have you hooking up, pulling the whole shot, and beating the competition. One of the world's most trusted tire brands, Maxxis delivers high-quality tire products that perform no matter the terrain or conditions. Also, to get, it is a factory part for your production machine. It is the closest thing you're going to get to the high-dollar OEM ignition systems. Uh, Cooper Webb. Justin Barsha using GET, um, as, as well as a lot of the GP teams that are kicking off this weekend in Argentina. Uh, the GET ECU generation, the RX1 processor, the LCGPA, extremely precise and works totally different compared to the common OE systems. Also, too, two-stroke ignitions are out and available from the folks at GET, and they are uh, selling a lot of those things. So, again, Fly Racing Motor 60 Show, we are giving away a Fly Racing work stand today, and uh, we've got to talk triple crowd and give some stuff away. We've still got some lines open uh, with me, producing the show, holding things down, taking your calls. The Tits Legendary.
0: Tits, what's up? Hey, Steve. How'd you do in fantasy? Uh, I thought well, but uh, not as well as some, a lot better than others. Now, you keep picking the first lap leaders. No guts, no glory, man. you you got to stop that. Uh, When when you're thinking long-term, yes, I should stop it. But if you're only shooting for, for... one week yeah. you know, One week of glory, that's yeah. all I need. That's one week. <laughs> well, wow. this weekend with the Triple Crown, you got three chances. So. Yes. I would definitely be picking both people this time. Last week, I only chose the uh, Marty and Marty. Uh, the 250s yep. per your suggestion last week, yep. and that didn't work out. Um, so we'll see what happens this week. I think this week you have to go Marty and Eli. To, yeah. to lead one lap mm-hmm. of either main event, yes, I think the chances of that are very good right? chance ability is high, yes absolutely, yes, um, and then what do you think of the triple Crown coming up? I will be very curious to see what changes they made from last time, you know because they 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 had some things were very drawn out. Uh, I will not be watching live in the chance and the off chance that they 've not tightened it up enough that way I can just fast forward through all the crap, and it won 't be a big deal. Um, so that's I'm excited for it though I like these The nice change of pace
4: Did I see that We're delayed this weekend?
0: Yeah 7pm uh, Is when it's airing So 4pm Is when it would be live uh, Pacific Standard Time This is so terrible Three I, hours You're going to have to Stay off the Twitter This is terrible Yeah right You, oh, chose, you chose a heck of a week To I not know. go the race <laughs> I can't believe it I wouldn't have gone I would have gone If you would have known Yeah I mean, It's not too late How am I not going to Check Twitter for three hours <laughs> Some people have figured it out, so I mean, just leave, leave your phone in the room and come back when you're ready. No, I'll, I'll no, be checking can't, Twitter. Can't uh, yeah, it. no, I, mean, I, will, I will not be able to do so it. So there will be no excitement when you're actually watching the race. No, 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 man. no.
4: I, just, I I can't do it.
0: To, each, to each his own. I you guess you will be not checking Twitter. I usually am. It's much more enjoyable for me to just watch it uh, live. To me, uh, not necessarily live in general. I always watch it on a tape today. Tape delay. Give it a, an hour, hour and a half really? after what it normally starts. And then I just stay watch. off the social media. Yeah, it's, that's all. it's It's an hour and a half, Steve. It's not that long.
4: I don't know, man. That's, that's a bold strategy. It's it's worth it. All right, let's get Jason Thomas up. We'll take a few of your calls as well. 702-586-7857. We're going to give away a fly work stand today, tits? That is correct. That's, that's not the non-Lift one? Is it's it, the is, non-Lift right?
0: one. It's actually their highest stand. I bought before they had the Works uh, for no one who cares. Uh, the one before, and it was nice, but they added some nice emblems on the side, and it's probably a little better quality than I'm the one I I'm
4: down one stand. I only have two Works Connection stands, and yeah. I need a stand for the garage. I have
0: three dirt bikes. I have the Lift one, and I quite like it. Give me that one. Just give it to you? Yeah. I need one. All I have is a triangle. One of my bikes is on a triangle. I actually do have an extra stand because I got the other one, the lift stand in replacement of the other one. I will give that to you, though. If Uh you really want it, it's Uh, yours. I need
4: a stand. Absolutely. Uh, Hey, so this weekend, uh, Austin Faulkner won Tampa. Eli Tomac won Tampa. Eli Tomac has won two in a row in dominating fashion. And it's uh, it's been interesting to see Eli... This weekend, uh, Dallas, of course, he got the whole shot and took off. Uh, Tampa, he uh, he didn't quite do that. He got passed by Justin Hill as well as um, Marvin, and he kind of had to regroup. And the sand made it interesting, and it was, uh, it was pretty much by the end of the race, Eli had pulled it out, and he had handled it and uh, finally moved into the top eight in points Eli did. He doesn't have a chance at this thing, though, does he? It's going to be tough. Anderson's got 181. Eli's got 116. Can you believe that? Um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, exactly what goes on with that. And, of course, uh, the 250 class, the Zach Osborne, the week one winner, got third. Faulkner got first. And wouldn't you know it, uh, only five-point difference right now between uh, Faulkner and Osborne. Uh, all right, let's get to the lines. Speaking of fly racing, Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? How are you? I'm all right. Sound better than you. Yeah, I'm struggling a little bit. all stuffy and jacked up, but I'll be all right. I'm toughing through it, Good. you know?
1: Good thing you don't have to travel tomorrow.
4: Yeah. This, this tape delay really, really blows everything out of the water. <laughs> I love it.
1: It, oh. it makes me so happy.
4: I don't know what I'm going to do.
1: That makes me happy, too. Yeah,
4: yeah, exactly. Um, Atlanta, this weekend, Triple Crown. We've had a number of weeks to gi- digest the Anaheim two Triple Crown. Are we still on board with this? Are we still excited? Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. That's part of the reason I can't believe we're not going. I'm, uh, I'm thrilled. You know, the, the, we start earlier, so I have to be there uh, quite a bit earlier than I would normally be there. Uh, but I'll take it. I, I like the schedule. I like the the suspenseful practices. I'm hoping there's some drama there with the time qualifying. Uh, I don't expect it to be anything like A2 because Reed really ramped that up. Like Reed, Reed probably could, they could have sold tickets just to the LCQ, I think, with that much uh, suspense with Reed in that race. Um, but I, I still think it's fun. I think, you know, you've got those guys that are bouncing right off the bubble in that practice and none of those guys want to be in a four, you know, four lap death sprint for the, for the main event. So um, yeah, I'm all in, man. I, I like every aspect of it. I like the three main events. I like having the, the key guys racing in and um, meaningful races together. You get six, six real races versus the heats and, and LCQ. So um, I haven't found anything that I don't like about it yet.
4: I wonder if they're going to tighten up the program a little bit or change things from from, uh, from Anaheim. Yeah,
1: I, th- I know they've been working on it. I don't know exactly what they have, but without the KTM juniors in there, um, it's a great opportunity to watch I on Facebook Live, I can tell you that.
4: Um, Peyton was telling me that he he said that they should be longer in between breaks. They need a little bit more time.
1: Oh, well, I'm not saying they don't need it. Yeah. I just don't think that the schedule is going to allow for it.
4: It is, uh, is going to be interesting to see um, how, how, how they run the program through and how it works and everything else. I, uh, I hope they do more of these next year. It should be fun to, to see more of these come in. And, and I don't know if I want the whole series right now, but, but some variety is great.
1: Yeah, and, and I'm, not, I'm not saying we should completely throw out the 20 lappers either, but let's be honest. When was the last time we had a really good main event race that came down to the very end? I mean, it doesn't happen very often. There, nope. You know, uh, Oakland. Oakland, Oakland was yep. you know the highlight for sure. I mean, if we if we could get Oakland mm-hmm. every week, I'm all in. Like, forget about the triple crown. We don't need it. But Oakland was such an outlier and such an anomaly compared to what we normally get. Because normally, the last five minutes of the race, everyone's spaced out from three to five to mm-hmm. ten seconds, and it's just everyone's just putting their laps in, getting to the checkered flag, and that's that's not entertainment. You know, that's our sport's a lot uh, capable of a lot better than that. I think. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I think, I think in 2018, and I think baseball is struggling with this right now, and and mainstream sports as well. Is yep. it's about entertainment? It's about yeah, not flipping that channel and and millennials and yeah, and it's almost like the sanctity of competition is almost second to to trying to make sure that people are entertained. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, you just have to, I think, make sure that you captivate your audience, you know, for a in baseball, it was a perfect example because they're looking at several ways to, you know, speed up the game, shorten the game, make it more exciting, cut down on trips to the mound, all that stuff. Uh, and for us, I, I really think it's just about assessing your product. And I think Feld has done a great job of that over the last 18 months of really looking at you know, you don't have to necessarily change everything, but let's let's look at everything and say, is this the best possible way we can do it? And if not, let's try to introduce some changes that can that can improve it. Because we we haven't done anything, and I don't know when was the last time a format change was in Supergrass? 1985. Before I was going
4: there. 1985.
1: Well, so, yeah, it's close. I mean, that's some of the earliest memories I have of it were around that right. time. So, yeah, I mean, we're talking 33 years for format change. Like, I yeah. think that we could do better than that as well.
4: How do you feel about a, uh, a yellow caution halfway through the race to tighten things up? Mandatory, you know?
1: Well, are you going to stop everyone? No. I don't think so. But I don't think it tightens it up everybody then. I, don't, I mean, everybody has to slow down, and then you, you maintain this static distance, right?
4: Well, you know, maybe you make it so that everybody's in, in, in a line or you pull up. You know, you sort of monitor the leader like a pace car, and then everybody pulls up, and then you drop it again. I'm cool
1: with the old, um, like, GFI yeah. Supercross way. Basically what happened in the, in the um, 450 main event this past weekend uh, where you're in, excuse me in the heat race, where you stop everybody and line everybody up i 'd be down with that I think you 'd get tremendous pushback, and people would yeah. lose their minds the teams with the teams. but as a pure fan spectator standpoint i 'd be cool with it because it tightens up the racing you know if, yeah. if somebody broke away and you 're going to have a boring main event, which happens all the time. Uh, it's, it's basically going to negate any of that. And a guy that's super aggressive, man, it, it basically opens the door for him to, you know, he can see the leaders now. Even if he was seventh and 30 seconds back, he's right there. The leader's only 10 yards ahead of him, you know, going into the first turn.
4: Yeah, yeah, no, I, uh, I agree. I think it would be something to look at anyways. Um, and I'm with you. I can't – I'm looking forward to this race. I can't think of a negative for this triple count, you know. I, I, Other than I, you won't see it live. It's fine. That it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> line two, Randy Richardson. How are you, Randy? How are you? Doing
3: great. How are you guys today?
4: We're good. Thank you for listening to the uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 show, presented by Get Pro Taper and Max's Tires, Randy.
3: Well, I will tell you this. Uh, I'm calling in as a fan, okay. as a fan of your show. This <laughs> isn't a work call. Okay, okay? I'm uh, just calling in, but I'm, I've listened to your Tampa recap, and I've listened uh-huh. to uh, Pulp Mech Show on Monday night. As you know, I'm a huge fan. I didn't know if today you were going to get a chance to talk about the Nets. Is there any oh. way we could cover that in today's sixty? <laughs> show? I,
4: I certainly can. i got 30 minutes queued up if you'd like to go into the Nets. No problem. You know, wh-
3: what I'd like to see, even though it was a KTM that went into the net. Mm-hmm. Uh, which probably would work out even better, I'd like to see Kawasaki's Science of Supercross and then cover the safety aspect of those nets.
4: Okay. You like, so you, how, would MC launch himself on into one? Would he launch himself into it? No, they show that, well, it's good for Kawasaki because they show the footage
3: of Baggett going into the nets and talk about the science of it, and they can mm-hmm. uh, put in some uh, fake
4: trajectory speeds and angles and data. Uh-huh. Okay, you know what I mean? sure. Yeah, absolutely. I be good. Let's, not I forget, be... let's not forget, people, Colton Eck is getting lost in this. Colton Eck. I know. Really, really, first test of the nets back in Glendale, and yes, it wasn't quite as graceful as Blake Baggett, but it was more like (laughs) it
3: it wasn't quite as impactful. Let's say that quite as impactful.
4: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, he uh, he looked like he got clothes hanged actually, and and it looked actually made a little bit painful. But uh, congrats to Cold Neck; he's lost in the Blake Baggett hype.
3: Exactly right. Well, something maybe someone else will hit another net and we'll forget about Blake. Back. Yeah,
4: JT. Did I see that WPS is renaming their cargo nets after me? Is that did I see that? <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, one of our one of our reps I saw send that to you. It's pretty. That's pretty sweet. He he does really <laughs> awesome graphic work all the well, time. Anyway, he, so it didn't surprise me when I saw it.
4: Is that gonna yeah. that, that, is that gonna be a permanent switch or or no?
1: Um, I would love to do some sort of uh, co-op with Feld on that, but I, I have a feeling that we we'll get stuck in red tape somewhere.
3: <laughs> yes, I probably would. What you could actually do, JT, would you guys have in casual wear as well, you could have the Steve Mathis uh, cargo nets like that in a pair of fly casual wear of Steve Mathis cargo shorts.
1: Right, the outside of the pocket of the cargo yes. would be a net. could
3: be a net as well, or you could just carry right. nets in there in case you need them for safety.
1: Air, yeah, to be able to aerate, great for ventilation. <laughs> yeah, I think you're on to something.
3: All right. Well, listen, I'm, I'm going to get off the line here, but, uh, man, I appreciate you sending uh, Kiefer to Atlanta. I, my son, myself, uh, Weege, and his family, JT, we're all having dinner uh, Friday night. Oh, nice, uh, on nice. The, yeah, on the Pulp MX corporate card, so I oh, appreciate you yeah. sending, sending <laughs> Kiefer to buy all of our dinner.
4: So. Yeah, fantastic. No, yeah, yeah exactly. It'll, it'll be great. Uh, there's zero chance I would buy Wigan anything. Anything like there's <laughs> no way. Um,
3: well, I'll cover his, and we'll just get uh, we'll get uh, keeper bet- to cover the rest. Between the, the nets
4: and Wigan's hotel room, that was 40 minutes on, on the review pod. <laughs> so. Oh man! All
3: right, man. Well, listen. Thanks. Hey, All keep right. up the great work. And then, uh, hey, if you if you stay off the of social, well, I say you're going to stay off the of social media and not uh, follow the race live. But if you if you uh, can't stand it, uh, there's some awesome uh, Racer X Facebook Live uh, that gives you an update of what's <laughs> going <you>. on. <laughs>
4: Thank way. you, Randy. I appreciate it. Thanks <laughs> for the call. Hey, and you, hey, you're
3: so you're so hard on that, but yet you've had Facebook Live on Paul Mex show for how long now?
4: Uh, yeah, a year or so. Yeah.
3: That's okay. All right. Yeah. Once again, Steve Mathis, the innovator. Thank you,
1: thank you, Randy. All right, man. All right, have a good you. day. See you tomorrow night, JT. See you, buddy.
4: Uh, Randy Richardson, everybody, having some fun in Atlanta. Uh,
1: Fastest man of Piedmont,
4: first man to uh, put Michelin tires into a main event. Right there, everybody. Uh, let's go to Brandon. Brandon, what's up, man? How are you? Mm-hmm. Good. How are you guys doing? Good. I got
5: a question for uh, for you and JT. Yeah. Um, seeing this uh, Harley Davidson and Alta team up, I was wondering. Uh, what you thought that maybe meant for our sport or if you thought maybe it was more of a um, a thing at Harley-Davidson's side to get into electric bikes on their side or, or kind of what you thought um, um, you know what, thoughts that are teaming up.
4: I didn't, JT, did you click on this? I saw the, the headline, but I didn't click on it, Brandon, to be honest. I'm going to do it right now. But JT, did you th- look at it?
1: I, did, I didn't read the story, but just from the outside, uh, I think it makes sense for a lot of reasons. Uh, for Harley, they get to basically skip all the steps of having to do all the... The research on this thing, they can piggyback onto a brand that's already got the product in line, uh, and it gets them into a, the dirt bike space, which they're not in at all. So, for Alta, you know, they can use all the platforms that Harley has. They can reach, hopefully, reach a new audience that they definitely weren't before with with um, you know the B Twin and Harley side. Uh, so I, you know, I don't know exactly where this all will end up, but it certainly makes a lot of sense for both sides on the outside.
4: Brandon, one of the things I just looked at it, one of the things was it doesn't talk about how much equity they bought of Alta, right? So I don't know. It it depends on how much they bought, I guess, uh, uh, percentage of Alta as to the future. So
5: I I was just curious, you know, it's, you know, Harley Davidson being a big name and and they're investing in Alta. I was just curious if that meant. Maybe that'd be more of a push for the the Japanese brands to maybe start their electric bike, uh, you know, development or whatnot. But uh, yeah, I, I was just curious. What yeah, I think
4: I think it's cool. I rode an Alta. I, if you've listened to anything I've said or written, I'm a fan, man. It's a legit. I have. It's a really fun bike. Very powerful. Um, yeah, I think it's the future, man. I, I don't know. If it's the. I don't know if it's going to replace, but there's somewhere going to be an Alta class or Alta's in the main class or something in the future. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I'd be interesting to see. Uh, like JT said, so this gives Harley an access to Alta Tech, and uh, maybe it'll help them bring out a bike. So, Cool. No, thanks,
5: Brandon. Well, uh, hey, Steve, I yep. just wanted to say thanks. for. Uh, I'm going to get up with uh, with Randy and, um, and Kiefer this week in Atlanta and uh, say thanks for the dinner on the corporate card. And uh, you guys have a good Yeah, one.
4: no problem. Get some drinks and everything, Brandon. No problem. <laughs> yep. Have a good one, guys. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by Pro Taper Get, and Fly Racing is uh, coming at you right now. Uh, JT, um, Atlanta track, you're very, very, uh, I guess, bewildered and uh, perplexed about the Atlanta track this weekend. Like, it's going to be something else?
1: It's definitely interesting. I mean, it's the busiest track I think I've ever studied. You know, um, I would always glance at them. When I was racing, I, I kind of didn't care too much. I would just kind of see what we were up against, and if anything really jumped out at me. Um, but now with these articles I write and stuff, I really break them down and, and really, you know, kind of dive deep into what's going to be possible and what's not, and what their thought processes were. And man, there's a lot to it. Uh, there's it's really tight straightaways, so there was going to be a lot of switchbacks and a lot of rhythm sections, and not much open space at all. Uh, so to me, that translates into not a lot of passing, at least for the, the upper echelon guys, because they don't tend to make a lot of mistakes. Um, so I think guys are going to have to get really aggressive. Uh, there, there are a lot of bull berms, which will give an opportunity for block passing, but without long straightaways to pull up next to people, and uh, and the whoops look to be really easy. Uh, Atlanta's generally break down quite a bit, and, and by race time, there's not much to them. Uh so I see I see some really aggressive racing. The start's gonna be really important. Uh and yeah, we'll probably have some you know, probably some takeouts to talk about next week.
4: Uh couple couple things that's coming up. Uh Bradley Taft's gonna ride a four fifty for Cycle Trader. Christian Craig's gonna ride a Honda four fifty. Let's start with Craig. What do you see from him?
1: You know I think we'll see the typical 450 guy move up, you know, he'll have flashes in practice, uh he'll put some good laps in there. Go, oh, that's that's cool. Craig looks good, you know? Cause yeah. They they have that intensity that is hard, I think harder for 450 guys to maintain on a daily basis. Uh, but the 250 guys, that's the name of their game. So in the early weeks of 450 racing, you generally see that little bump where they're riding their 450 like a 250 and that translates into really good one-lap sprint times. Uh, race time. It wouldn't shock me at all to see him at the front in every start uh, or near the front. He's a great starter. His technique is awesome. Uh, if anything, just the 250, you know, power has held him back on the on the 250 starts mm-hmm. over the last few years. Um, but the race time, I think, you know, the biggest thing that's going to help him this weekend is he doesn't have to do the 21 minutes. Yeah. So. You know, he's going to have basically a, a little over eight minutes, a little over 12 minutes, and a little over 15. Uh, the most interesting thing, I think, will be how does he do in the, that long 15 when at the end – uh, because I, even, the, even the season 450 guys, I could see them. They were feeling it a little bit in that last 15-minute main event at Anaheim, too. And uh, for Christian Craig, you know, the, the 250 racing is all about sprinting. You know, they, they work so much on short races. that mm-hmm. That's a lot of racing and a lot of long racing for him to have to deal with on a bigger and heavier bike. So look for him maybe to struggle a little bit in the last one.
4: And Bradley Taft, I mean, the field's thinning out here. I could see him in the main. I could see him in the top 22. He's going
1: to make the main. Uh, you look at the guys that were in last week, um, guys like Starling and uh, Brandon Sharer and these guys, uh, he's going to be in the main event. And, and you know, Sealy, take away Sealy as well. Um, Taps a guy that can put in a fast lap so I, I don't have any doubts about him getting in through the through the practice times even if it was the LCQ I, I don't think he'll have too much of an issue uh, just because the back end of the field is, is pretty diluted right now we've lost so many stars that you know the guys that and I, I was in this boat you know the late 90s and early 2000s man this was prime time to not only make the main event but go into the weekend knowing you're going to make the main event because there were so many open spots
4: I tweeted this yesterday. Uh, Craig's obviously a 250 guy for Geico, but I don't know, man. Like, I just think he'd be better on a 450. I, I don't know if he'd be a title contender on a 450. I'm not saying that, but I think his riding style and his uh, the way things are for him uh, in the 250s he's not he's not um he's an older guy, so I don't think he can turn his brain off as much in 250s. And I just like to see him go 450s full time. I mean, he showed it last summer. He showed it here and there. Like he he can run. He's he's a good 450 guy. I think. It might be time for. But where, where Craig. would you
1: put him? Where, where is he going to land? Oh, I, I don't know. Would be the oh. that main question. Yeah, who knows? I mean, he's definitely not going to be factory Honda, in my opinion. You know, I don't. I think both of their guys and who they can choose from are better than than Christian Craig is. Um, it's the same old argument we always have about. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree with you. Uh, Marty proved that he could ride at four fifty really well, but at the end of the day, there weren't really any viable options, and he ended up having to go back down again. So. Your your point is valid. He definitely, his body type, his riding style, everything about it seems to suit the 450 better, but until someone steps up and offers them a decent deal, he's probably going to be stuck back on a 250 again.
4: Um, Chad was asked about, Chad Reed was asked about a fill-in ride uh, on Monday's show, and, and he said, we'll see. And he kind of hemmed and hawed a little bit about it, which got... Which is,
1: that's, that's, you know, status quo for him, really.
4: Well, I don't know. I mean, at this point in his career with speed zone and, and everything else he's got going on, you think he might be like, no, I'm good, you know? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. And I don't, I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean Chad is very, very uh, He's smart, and he knows how to, uh, even if there isn't any whispering going on, which I, I, there probably is, he's very good at creating that kind of stuff. And if he feels like an opportunity should be there, he's very good at, finding ways to uh, increase his chances of that happening. So for him, um, yeah, because I've seen it happen before. I've seen him totally, um, I don't want to say manipulate, because that has a negative tone to it that I don't want, but uh, completely fabricate ways to get what he wants. And uh, I'm not saying this is what's happening here, but it certainly could be. He's very, very good at this game.
4: Um, So it made me think, like, hmm, what's going on with that? And uh, I did some digging around, and, and somebody I trust said that kiho Eric Kehoe from Honda, said that they're talking. Not nothing's done. Yeah, nothing's going to happen. But
1: and 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 I would I would. Venture a guess that it has, because and that's why I said that earlier. I wouldn't doubt it uh, with the situation they're in, because they were talking this summer. There were definite talks going on. Uh, they were talking with Genova. How could they work that situation similar to Brayton? Um, so there was definitely interest. We watched him bounce around from a KTM to a Honda to a Husky, and he was talking to every one of those people along the way. And in the end, nothing worked out. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, it would totally make sense. You know, I, my biggest question is. With Chad's situation of him, you know, he, he's certainly nowhere near 100%. Uh, is it worth it for Honda to have a guy that's trying to get into the top ten right now? I don't, I don't know, only they can answer yeah. that, but that's, that's the biggest holdup. Because if he was Chad Reed that could go get top fives right now, this yeah. would be a done deal,
4: wow, in but, my opinion. But when you look at, like, they're going to have an issue here because Craig needs to race Indy, Jay mart needs to race Indy. Um, yep. You know, they're going to have an issue if they want to put a guy on a bike. With with Chad's uh, off track popularity, yes, his results aren't there, but he's in the mains. I, I mean, they're gonna. I, I don't know. I, they don't have an outside sponsor, so maybe they just go with no with nobody at like say Indianapolis. But I Chad does make sense.
1: Yeah, if it was me, honestly, you know the Chad route, I could understand. Um, I think there's definitely. Some complications there, um, getting him on the bike, getting seat time, getting him testing, getting all these things on a brand new motorcycle because he hasn't, you know, he hasn't raced this this 18 factory Honda. Um, to me, the easiest fix of all this is to put J Mart on a 450 for the rest of the season. That, that's my, that would be my easy fix from the outside, not knowing any details of contracts or conflicts yeah. or anything like that. Um, I just think with J Mart's situation in 250 East not going well. Uh, he's already raced the 450 this year. He already has settings. He already has everything. It, it just seems like such an easy plug-and-play move to me.
4: Yeah, but then what do you tell Geico, your sponsor?
1: Well, you can put yeah. – I mean, I, th- I feel like you can you can find a happy medium where he's – you give him a factory – you know, put put Geico graphics inside the factory truck. There, yeah. I, I feel like there has to be some sort of solution to this to get a, a high-level guy on a Honda on the racetrack.
4: <laughs> hey, J-Mart, look, we know it's only two rounds – or three rounds because he'll race this weekend. We know it's only three rounds, but you're done. <laughs> Your championship hopes are over. <laughs> well,
1: I mean, it's kind of, they kind of are. No, they are. Honestly. But,
4: no, they are, but having that conversation with a racer is always tough. <laughs>
1: well, I think it's on how you steer it, right? You basically say, hey, like, you crashed two weeks in a row. You got taken out of the first one. It hasn't gone really well. Uh, we know you liked riding the 450. You already raced it some this year. What do you, how do you feel about racing the next nine rounds on a 450? You know, like, mm-hmm. What do you think about that? It's, it's only going to offer him more opportunities if he can go out there and succeed on the 450, where I don't think doing well on the 250 at this point is going to really change anything for him. So I, I think it's all in how you manipulate the conversation.
4: All right, let's get to some phone lines here. Uh, Scott, what's going on? You want to talk about the track design from Tampa, Scott?
2: Yeah, exactly, and I'll, I'll give you my perspective, and then I'd like to hear, uh, JT, in your opinion. From watching it on TV, a very exciting race, and the best parts I saw about it, or the section, I guess, that I enjoyed the most, where we saw a lot of passing, is just across in front of the start gate, where they hit that little double mm-hmm. and did the S-turn, and then up, the, up over the, the tunnel, um, slow enough that there wasn't any danger of, of a big crash or you know, putting someone down and injury, but bar banging which we all like uh, and then after that, the downhill it seemed like a short run to the whoops so it wasn't people slowing down going into them they're trying to do what they could to get their momentum to the next flat corner where you could go straight, pivot, and get more of a run on the on the rhythm, or go around the edge of the corner, and it just it created a good section of that. I thought uh, we got to see exciting for the fans to watch. You now, what do you think is a, is a racer's perspective, JT?
1: Um, to me, I thought the Tampa track was really difficult to pass on. Uh, I thought that um, just the way that it laid out, there wasn't a lot. There wasn't a lot of weren't a lot of options. Excuse me, um, and you just saw people. Funneling back behind each other in a lot of sections. Um, I just watched a lot of guys having seemingly having to follow a lot. And I think you know, like the section after the whoops. I don't know why we can't make a bigger bank there to where guys can roll through the inside maybe, and then guys can also carry a bunch of speed around the outside instead of a flat turn on the outside because um, we have the nets now. You know, so uh, it wasn't yeah, it wasn't a terrible track by any means. I just. I really like when the track's offered multiple passing opportunities and you don't see guys just kind of following each other around and looking for one spot to pass. Because if you look at, like, Justin Hill, he was basically follow, 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 and then he would go for that quad section or the sand, and then he would follow again until they got back there again. Um, which it, That happens quite a bit, but I, I just like when, when the creative side comes out and we see passing opportunities all over the track.
4: Yeah, Scott, I, I, I'm not totally with you on that. That session being, you know, by the starting gate and across the starting gate. Like Marvin did an awesome pass there. That was really, really technical and, and brilliant on Marvin's on Marvin's part, but I didn't see that part being, you know, so awesome, like you said. Um Sand to me was great. You know, but I don't know, Scott. I mean I get it what you're well, saying, you know. But the guys yeah, the guys the guys before the left, before the mechanics area would go inside and it would look like they could make the pass, but they could never make it stick. It was too slick. Um but i mean i I don't know, yeah, I, Marvin's pass was impressive to me right there, but I don't know how many guys we saw come in there, and there's a few of them, of course, but to me, the sand is great i would be I'd be down with a rhythm lane of sand every weekend, just change it up uh, so
2: yeah i I kind of agree like I gained that section. Wasn't high speed, so if you did get it wrong, yeah. you know the injury factor. I thought I, I felt went down yeah. unless another bike piles into you. But it was entertaining for sure.
4: Yeah, for sure. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Okay. I like that quad section. That was fun. Ninety-two feet is what ba- uh, Baggett said. Kirk, what's up? You want to talk about Baker's Factory?
6: Uh, yeah, a little bit. Not so much the training part of it, but I, I think with uh, I want to get your guys' take on. With Marvin and Anderson having a little bit of their issues, um, do you think that's having uh, some uh, a side effect on Osborne and Tickles' year? As far as you know, last year with Dungy there, they you know they all rode together. They you know those guys got to ride with faster guys, and and I'm a, I'm a big believer that if you want to get better, you surround yourself with better people, like JT and Chad and Alex Ray and Davey and stuff like that. Do you think maybe without all them guys riding there, that Osborne and maybe some, maybe even more so Tickle really aren't getting the full advantage of riding together and, and, and pacing each other on a weekly basis this year?
4: Yeah, it certainly has been a little different Baker's Factory but but from talking to those guys last year um, Kirk, it sounds like Dunge didn't ride much either during the week. He had some injuries, he had some, some stuff he didn't want to, or stuff he had to you know kind of not ride with that much, so I don't think Ryan Dungey was pounding out laps there last year like everybody thinks he, uh,
6: Maybe not you know. Ryan, but with, with Anderson and Muskan riding together and on yeah. the same track as Zach, like, Zach really only has, what, Marvin and Brock, and I imagine he, uh, well, Zach's probably I even. I don't even know,
4: Brock. yeah. It, it, I mean, I don't even know <laughs> if Anderson's riding with those guys right now. I don't know how that's working, yeah. you know. Um,
6: yeah, and I don't I think that might affect Zach and Brock more so than, right. than Marvin, yeah. obviously, because they don't have that pace, that rabbit to chase.
4: Right. I'm not as down on Zach as, say, JT is a little bit, but uh, – what do you think? Uh, He's got
6: the points lead. He's not. I'm not downing on no, him. I yeah. like Zach. I'm. I root for him. You know. I just. Uh, just wondering if it's affecting him at all. Like you know, all the all the outside stuff is affecting them as as, yeah. as it wasn't there last
4: year. What do you think, JT?
1: Uh, it just looks a little fragmented to me compared to years past, where every every video and every picture you saw, it was all the group together doing everything all together. Uh, bike rides and and motos and working out and um, I think there was a lot of synergy gained from those guys pushing each other and I definitely think that from the outside it looks different this year. Um, I think Zach has been riding with somebody like Marvin or you know Brock, but it just doesn 't seem like all those guys are all together pounding out motos and really pushing each other, um, like the caller said so Whether that's had an adverse effect or not, I can't can't really say, because you could look at Jason Anderson and say, uh, no, it it hasn't. So I don't know, but it definitely looks different for sure. It definitely doesn't feel like the same old, you know, Baker's factory unity that we've come to know over the last, you know, at least three or four years anyway.
4: All right, Kirk, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, Let's get to Nick. What's up, Nick? How are you?
7: Uh, pretty good. Um, so I was wondering, privateers with this triple crown format, are they still getting paid like they'd make the night show um, if they qualify in top forty, or how are those guys getting their money? I'm looking out for our
4: yeah, our no, still, privateers. There's an LCQ during the day, and they get paid just like they would in the night nighttime LCQ.
7: Okay, so the payouts that that they would get in the night LCQ,
4: they yep. get just during the day LCQ. Yep, yep, okay. they just yep, exactly same same deal. They just don't get to race at night, so. Okay. Thanks, thanks, man. Thank you. Uh, Cactus, what's up, man? How are you?
7: Hey, see, I'm coming around on this triple crown. Okay, where I I can handle it. Uh, I like the variety, Um, but my big deal is day races. I mean, doesn't it? it, To me, every time I've gone to one or watched one, it just it it takes away from the night atmosphere Mm -hmm. and, and. I mean, do you feel the same way, or you, you got know, a different outlook on
4: that? I, you know who does feel that, that way is JT. Jason, you've said oh, really? this a few times to me. Like, they don't – they're not quite the same for you.
1: It doesn't feel the same. The opening ceremonies don't feel the same. You just lose that spectacle of being at night. And – you know, I, I've told Steve this, and I, I think we all agree. When it comes down to it, you know, Steve and Weege and I, and the lots of other people that are at the races, we've been to hundreds of these races, thousands of us, thousands of races combined. So we know what we're getting. So, but even even at that point, we're still fans. Like we still, I still get ramp, you know, revved up when the opening ceremonies are going on and it's it's go time. Like I still get those butterflies. So to me, I just don't get that same. Energy and that same feeling about it when it's during the day. I don't. I don't. You know, it's still a great show and the racing's still awesome, but it's it's not the same. I would agree with you. It's,
4: it's yeah. definitely not. Yeah, and me, I'm more, I'm more uh, pragmatic. Like whatever. Like I don't. I wouldn't. I, I'm fine either way. It doesn't matter. There's some great things about a day race and some negative things about a day race, and, and vice versa for the for the night show. So I'm not quite as as like you two guys. You know. Yeah.
1: Um, uh-huh. And for me, the one caveat I'll throw in there. When it's when it's a dome, I'm good because they can turn the lights down, right, right? And then and then we get we get that vibe that I'm talking about. But when it's an outdoor race, that's when I feel like we lose it. So there's there's definitely one exception there. If we could do them all in domes, I'm I'm all in.
7: Yeah, yeah I I I agree with that. Like I, I think Indy and Dallas, I've been to at times where it was day races or late afternoon, and you know they, they didn't even plan the track out right for the. Sun coming in and yeah, yeah, getting getting in the rider's
4: eyes. It was yeah. That that I Dallas race was a was a was a mistake for sure. Yeah,
7: yeah. I'm just a night nighttime
4: fan. That's it. <laughs> hey Cactus, you want a fly racing uh, stand?
7: Heck yeah!
4: All right, fantastic. Stay on hold. Thanks for calling in. You get the fly racing work stand, man. All right, thank you. Uh, All right, thank you. JT, talking about J Mart. Question for you. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Martin or Jordan Smith? Uh, Jordan Smith is five points up on j Martin after uh, after two races. Uh, Jordan, Jordan Smith is six in the points. Jeremy is uh, eighth in the points. Who's been more disappointing?
1: I'll say Jordan um, just because Jordan was tied going into Vegas last year for the championship, and uh, I, I feel like he was really under the radar this year, but he was quietly confident. And he had a pretty good off season. With you know, they they had really good momentum coming into uh, the first round in Texas. So uh, I expected more personally. I just, man, I don't know what it is about J Martin and Supercross, but my expectations are are really low. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he's fast. It yeah. ain't. A, it's not about speed or ability. It's just whatever's going on with him and 250 Supercross it's not clicking. It just hasn't, it hasn't really ever clicked. Hey, I mean, almost, he's won races, but...
4: I'd almost say he's regressing a little bit on the Honda. Well,
1: go back and look and, you know, look at the rounds. He, he wasn't qualifying at the early rounds in, in his early in his career. Like, he didn't qualify two in a row. No. Um, the first two East Coast rounds, two in a row. And then he went to uh, Indianapolis and didn't qualify again, you know, the next year when he was in title contention. So... He's just struggled from day one, so I've always kind of uh, measured my expectations from him. But, Jordan, I really felt like he would come out and be a podium guy every single weekend, and that just hasn't panned out yet.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Let's get a few more calls before we – Sacktown Jonesy, what's up? How are you?
8: Hey, guys. What's going on? Doing well. Um, Question for you about the the shootout in the middle of the the season. I'm, I'm looking forward to this week's race with the format change, too, although I won't be watching live. It was pretty brutal last time. Hopefully they make some changes, but uh, with the East-West, especially last year, we got a great one, Um, but usually they're a little bit boring because the championship's kind of decided. Do you think we're
4: going to see even more fireworks than normal with it being kind of right in the middle of both championship series? Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be great. Right, JT? I mean, this thing's going to be awesome.
1: Oh, it's going to be go time for sure. You're going to have basically double the elite-level competition at the front, you know, where... Those back-end guys that 15 through 22 aren't really even capable of running the pace, but you're going to have at least 15 guys that are all capable of even, maybe even winning. I mean, think about there's probably seven or eight guys on each coast that could win a race, right? I would think so. There's going to be least some, six. So let's, be, let's say 12 guys yeah. that could win.
4: There's going to be dudes missing the main event that are very good riders. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I, oh, yeah, and that's sure. that's all just part of the game. You know, we see that at Vegas. But I to have, like, really, I'm I'm really thinking there's maybe 12 guys that could win the main event. That's pretty awesome.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be great, Jonesy. I'm on board. I'm looking forward to it.
8: I'm thinking best race of the year is what I'm looking at. Right sure.
4: There. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Uh, also, too, JT, thank you for your time, flyracing.com. Please, no worries. Please check them out. Appreciate it. Uh, and we won't see you in Atlanta. Have fun. Say hi to Kiefer. All right, guys. All right. Uh, Jason Thomas, everybody. Uh, FlyRacing.com, please check them out. Hey, have you checked out the newest offerings of Fly Casual gear? I know you have, Tits. Stuff like the Blitz Jacket, uh, perfect for a late afternoon freak thunderstorm or early spring snowstorm available at a fly dealer near you. Ask for it by name. ProTaper, ProTaper.com, Geico Honda, Rockstar Husky, JGR Suzuki, using ProTaper. Please check out ProTaper.com. they got a whole new line of sport products they launched and a lot of uh, exciting, innovative, uh, creative things on ProTaper.com that you wouldn't Might not think they make. They're much more than a bar company. Also, too, Maxxis Tires. Maxxis delivers the best tires for your bike. But did you know that Maxxis offers high-quality tires for your car, light truck, trailer, ATV, mountain bike, and much more? Just ask the king, Jeremy McGrath, to learn more. Visit Maxxis.com. And Get Racing, uh, Cooper Webb, Justin Marsha running Get. A lot of the GP teams that kick off this weekend in Argentina use Get. It's basically a factory product for your production machine. Uh, speaking of Get, let's get let's get Get our next guy on the line from Get and Athena. Dan Truman, what's up, Dan? How are you?
9: I'm good. I'm good. I can't believe you're not coming this weekend. New stadium <laughs> Triple Triple Crown format.
4: Hey, I need a break. All right, I need a break. I am going to Daytona. I normally don't go to Daytona, so okay. Um. Hey, so welcome to the, to the show. How's the two-stroke ignitions going that you launched a little while ago for Are they moving? Are people liking it because it seems like there's more and more two-stroke stuff all the time?
9: Yeah, uh we're actually sold out of them. Oh, okay. So <laughs> uh yeah, so we only introduced the uh the KTM and Husky 125 one first mm-hmm. and uh the next one will be the Yamaha 125 and then the the 85s and the 65s. And yeah, uh we uh sold out of them very quickly. Um I think with the European market, and they have a 125 dedicated series in class, it really helps. Um, you know, we helped to develop the product. And, uh, yeah, so I, I can say that it's going really well.
4: No, that's good. Good to hear. We, we can't even give them away. <laughs> <'cause you're out laughs> no, stock.
9: We, we we can't right now, but uh, no, I, I think it's good. We'll have more stock here in a, in a week or so, and then, um, yeah, I think it'll it'll slow down once everybody gets them.
4: So. so, Dan, as as an integral member of Team 2-2 in so many ways, um, I did a couple send out a couple of texts on Tuesday after the show, and someone that I trust told me that there has been some talks, nothing going to happen, not for sure, there's been some talks of Honda putting the 2-2 on one of those bikes. Can you confirm or deny anything? On our show,
9: um, I can say as as much as you that I believe that they talked, and um, uh, yeah, I mean, they talked preseason, two though, yeah so, yeah they did. Yep. You know, and we and we see where Chad is, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i- I believe that, in my opinion, uh, I kinda agree with what j t says I think the best move would be to put J mart on the bike, um just because he's a Honda contracted rider and uh, but I don't know. I mean, there we're only two races in, so maybe J-Mart wins this weekend and that all changes. Uh, yeah, I
4: don't think you can go to J-Mart just yet. You're yeah. Just, hey, I, I agree. Listen, and I buddy. Think Craig, yeah.
9: Craig can race the next two races, right? Right, like This right. one and the next one. So. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, to to answer the question on Chad, yeah, I'm sure they talked. Um but I, it's not that easy, you know. Chad no. has a lot of sponsors and and things too. So oh yeah, I don't, think no. it's, I don't think anything's that easy.
4: There's VIP spots sold, you know. So I mean, Chad's going to be like, what do I do with those people? There's yeah. uh, speed zone, you know, who's stepping up with the rig. There's Goose. There's like a lot of stuff to go on. So
9: yeah, there's a lot of stuff to go on now. Maybe maybe they could work something out. I mean, totally speculating, but maybe they could work something out where Chad's on the bike. You know, he does bring a lot of exposure as yeah. you've seen at the races. Yep. To, you know, to the people. So, it, Dude, I don't know. Though. Honda doesn't have an outside sponsor, so do they no. have to really please anybody?
4: Yeah, I honestly was like, hey, maybe they'll just pack it up." I mean, we because
9: they're yeah, not no. they're not bringing anybody to the GP this weekend. So right. that kind of shows you that maybe they don't have to have somebody.
4: Yep. No, I'm with you. I, I was surprised that they put Craig on this quick. You know, I just kind of thought they'd be like, "Ah, hey, let's take our time. We don't have an outside guy." Um, speaking of that, do we know about Yamaha? Like, what are they going to do? Are they going to fill that spot? They're a monster team. And you would think that they are bound to fill, put two riders on the track.
9: Yeah, I don't know how long Barsha's out for. Um, that's one thing that kind of depends on that stuff. I do know people have called. I know, like, Chiz has made a call, and, Mm -hmm. you know, he's he's really wanted to do it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything of anybody riding that bike.
4: Um, all right, so... Let's start with 250s. Forkner won this weekend. Osborne won last weekend. Uh, Ferrandez has been very good, although he he had that uh, bad race at the opener. And Marty, of course, very good, always solid. Who do you like for this title, two races in, Dan? Anything can happen. It's early. But who do you like?
9: Yeah, it's early. I mean, I I still think that Zach's the favorite. Um, Hard to bet against him. But Forkner was fast. Uh, Ferrandez was fast. Yep. And, uh, I mean, Marty just got to eliminate the mistakes, which, I mean, we've probably said that a hundred times. <laughs> He's so fast in qualifying. Uh, I will bet anybody, anything they want to bet, he wins the heat race or he wins a main event this weekend. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> just because he always wins in Atlanta. That was his first podium there. Um, it's kind of his home, he considers right. his hometown race. So, yeah, I still think as a favorite, though, I go with Zach.
4: Um, absolutely. Hey, so for the Fantasy, you're picking Marty. To lead a lap, one hundred percent. And Tomac to lead a lap.
9: I have Tomac right now to lead a lap, but Baggett has been really good on the starts. Mm-hmm. Um, he was good at the first Triple Crown race, so and it is a whole complete lap this weekend, where in previous weeks it was just a short lap. So I may throw Baggett in there. We'll okay. See.
4: All right. So. Yeah. So a little bit of options for you on that. Are you uh, are you all in on the Triple Crown, like JT and I? Like, do you – I mean, obviously, look, we go to a lot of races, all of us, and we're pretty jaded. We've seen the same bloody format for so long. But are you all in on this thing? Like, uh, you love it?
9: Yeah, I, I agree with what JT said earlier. I was listening, and, you know, we get a chance to watch the top guys race Three times, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, nothing against the lower guys, but the LCQs and, and when we had semis before, those aren't the best guys. You know, so if we can see the best guys race three times and, and battle with each other and, and be aggressive, I think that's that's what the fans want.
4: Jason Anderson has got a nice points lead. The guy who's been in second in the points has been hurt three weeks in a row, so watch out Marvin this weekend. He's now second in the points.
9: I can't believe you don't think Eli has a chance at this title.
4: No, I do not. You, you think he does
9: I mean he needs the average seven point two points per weekend that's a, that's a bit much, but if Anderson gets a a thirteenth like Eli did at Oakland one one weekend, that average change changes to you know three or four points a weekend. That's a big difference. I mean can, I think he, can, I think Eli wins can, maybe all but two races the rest of this year. He's going to keep winning.
4: How does Anderson get 13th without breaking his leg? Like I don't how how does he ever get thirteenth?
9: Tomac got thirteenth. He didn't break his leg.
4: <laughs> um, true, but um, where wh- did he get Oakland at Oakland thirteenth?
9: Thirteenth at Oakland. Yeah,
4: I just I don't see it the way Anderson's riding. I just don't, I don't I don't see it.
9: Yeah, and I mean ten ten laps into a one, we thought the title was Tomac. So I mean things change, Steve.
4: Well, would you like to place a wager at all? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I would
9: have to get some good odds. At oh, okay. Well,
4: <laughs> I mean, I, I'll say it the same way I said it before. I can get struck by lightning tomorrow, um, so Eli can win the title. I can get struck by lightning, but I really, really like my chances to not get struck by lightning, and really like uh, the chances of Eli Tomac not winning this.
9: This week, though, could could the podium not be Tomac, Marvin, Baggett, Anderson fourth? Right there, seven points that he needs per weekend. You know what I mean? It's definitely doable. With the top guys out, it's harder, but it's doable.
4: Fly race and motifs. Yes, so is getting hit by lightning and me going to the moon. (laughs) It's all doable, Dan. Uh, Let's get this phone phone calls. Wayne, what's up? How are you? What do you want to talk about?
8: Thanks for taking my call, guys. Steve, hope you feel better. Uh, Currently 2,453rd place in Pulp Fantasy. Oh, boy. Uh, I've been wondering this for a while, guys, and I'm, I'm glad Dan is there. I'm uh, thinking about a new two-stroke. Uh, still have not made the decision, am I going to go TPI, am I going to go back to a CARB. don't really know what to do, but something keeps bugging me. You know, I'm, I'm curious as to what happened with the EPA's attitude uh, from 2006 to 2013. Not sure if that's correct, but now all of a sudden, you know, we've got two strokes coming back into the country. Mm-hmm. It's a big thing. Forgive me, I was out of the sport for a little bit, but uh, back in full full blast. So yeah, no, I think that was uh,
4: I think that was defeated. Uh, there was a little bit of a. Uh uh, it was like um, something to ban, like the mini bikes and, and things like that, with the EPA, if I remember right. They were
9: yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of emission stuff and, and things, and we still fight it. Um, even shipping our ECUs to certain states and things like that, we f- still fight that stuff. But uh, I mean, the two strokes are coming back, in my opinion, because of the price. The four strokes are getting so expensive, and I think that KTM and Yamaha, that are still making the two strokes, they do so well because of the price it's. You know, to even rebuild them is so much cheaper. To you know, to go racing.
4: Yeah, I don't, I, Wayne. Yeah, I think um, you know that that battle was fought a little bit, and, and sounds like sounds like it was won by the two stroke. So, guys.
8: And, and my biggest concern is, you know, about you know, you look at the TPI bike, and it's a thousand dollars more than the other bike. So, you know, I, I and you know, I mean, for the, I tell you, honestly, I have three bikes in the garage, and two of them are two strokes. So, you know, yeah. I kind of think I'm a two stroke guy. I spent some years on a four stroke. Yeah, there is kind of.
4: There is no doubt the you see more two-strokes at local tracks. Whether it's SoCal up here in Vegas, you see more two-strokes than you, than you did five years ago. One hundred percent, Dan. What about you when you go to Tampa MX yeah, track?
9: Same thing. I mean, even in the off-road world, I believe the GNCC has a series now for two-strokes only, a pro the 125 class only. So I think that they're just coming back around, you know, full circle. And uh, I I still think it's cost. It's the reason why. That's my opinion. Yeah, maybe.
4: Maybe. I, I, there's definitely more of them, for sure, than there was years ago, Wayne. So <laughs> you'd be all right with with, with buying one, you know. I
8: love the new technology. And, I mean, it just it, it is. And, Steve, you, you know, as, as a mechanic, I mean, you must look at the internals and, you know, it must, uh, yeah. I, mean, I, I don't I, it excites me.
4: Yeah, I know, I like what KTM's doing with that, for sure. I wish I wish there'd be a little bit more development put in by Yamaha, or if you're Yamaha, I wish they would drop that price. If they're not going to put development in, if they're going to give you the same bike that they did in 2005 with some reworked plastic, then drop that price, because those molds have been made, and, and that bike has made, made money over and over, so... I don't if you're going to put new tech on it like KTM then cool. I'm I'm down with the price, but I think Yamaha is a little high still on their prices for what you're getting.
8: Do you see anybody else jumping into that game? Any other OEMs?
4: Um, I don't, Dan, do you? Uh,
8: no, I don't. No, I don't think so.
4: No, I I don't think so. I heard Suzuki was thinking about it and looking at it, but I haven't heard anything coming down the line. So. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Wayne. Cool. Thanks, guys. No problem. Thank you. Let's get to some more phone calls here. Kyle's got a question about Colton Fossiotti. What's up, Kyle?
5: Hey, Steve. I was just wondering, have you heard anything about
9: him possibly racing Daytona this he year?
4: He is. He's racing Daytona.
9: Yep. Okay. How do you how do you think he'll do? I, I need to know for my fantasy Supercross purposes. Here. What do you think, Dan? Um, with the field, I, I think that I think Colton will be tenth or eleventh. I do. Oh,
4: I think. Oh, okay. Think, well,
9: all right. I, I don't think. All right. Be well, that's all I have. Yeah. Not, but I think, thank you.
4: Thanks, Carl. Uh, go well, there's ahead.
9: There's a lot of a lot of guys hurt. Um. Yeah. I think he'll be I think he'll be right there with Bowers and that group of guys. So right. maybe maybe a little farther back, maybe twelve.
4: Uh Cody, what's up? What's your question about Pulpamek's fantasy?
7: Hey, uh quick question, two questions actually. Um one, I picked Eli Tomac for the first lap leader, and the finish line was only two corners after the start. He wasn't leading that, but he was leading the first lap. So and the other question I can't see on my fantasy how to see like what riders got me what points. I can
4: see like my total points. Yeah, go to results and then click on, go to and then click on results and then click on Tampa. And your riders have all individual uh, points and your riders that you picked will be highlighted in green. Okay, yeah, I'll dig
7: into that. And then as far as yeah, the first lap thing, I did not know if I got the points from the comeback
4: leading that first lap. No, um, Dan, we had some issues with that. With some people were a little confused.
9: Yeah, the rule state it's the first it's the first <laughs> Crossing the finish line, so that that is considered the first lap because it's a time main event now. It's not done uh, by laps like it used to be. So even yeah, if the first, even if the finish line, because <laughs> yeah. he didn't
7: actually he led the first lap, but not the first two corners. Yeah, Co- Co-
9: Cooper <laughs> Webb led the first lap across the finish it's, line because the clock the <laughs> clock starts right when the gate drops and it's twenty minutes plus a lap. So yeah. it doesn't matter where the finish line is.
4: Now sometimes yeah, when it, when it was just a t- when it was laps, they wouldn't count. The finish yeah, so, line, with if, yeah, say if it so was if four turns If it was done by so. lap, yeah. that would, yeah. first
9: lap, Eli would have led the first lap if it was done by lap. Yeah, have
7: I'm to doing terrible in fantasy anyway. <laughs> there's always hope for that random yeah. uh, raffle will draw.
4: Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Cody. Thanks for playing, man. Yep. Appreciate it. Let's go to Ryan. Ryan, what's up, man? How are you?
5: Guys, why would Honda try to pick up Reed to fill in over Brayton? The dude is fourth in points can he just slide right over from there. No,
4: he can. I asked Tony Alessi at Moto Concepts about this. They they had that option in the past. Uh Honda chose not to do that in their contracts and Moto Concepts has an outside sponsor. They got this Bullfrog Spas company and you know they have to to run that. That's that's their sponsor. So, um that's they they won't let him go for that. And I, and I understand that's, that.
9: That's why the Moto Concepts is getting the money they're getting from sponsors is because Justin Brayton is in fourth. So Yeah. You know.
4: Yep, so It seems like
5: it seems like now they'd be kicking themselves for making that move though, don't you think?
4: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you can if you're Honda, you can kick yourself for that. but how are you supposed to know that both of your high dollar dudes are gonna get hurt, right? Like That's a good point. Yeah. So thanks, man. Okay, cool. Thank you. Thank guys. you. Uh, Adam, what's up? You wanna talk more Pulpamax fantasy? What's happening?
5: Yeah, I was going to say there's a there's a chance for everyone to win cuz I got 5th place this week and got myself some Pro Taper products, so that was pretty cool. Oh, nice.
4: Glad to hear. Thanks to Pro Taper for that. And uh yeah, the number 1 guy has been killing it. I forget Dan what we said, but he's been averaging
5: Yeah,
9: he's, he's been in the top 5 like 5 out of 7 races.
4: Yeah, there's some dude that's, that's just crazy. killing it.
5: Yeah, Anyways. I've been in JT's league for the past uh couple weeks. Oh, I bro. finally jumped up
4: to 291. But, nice nice work. Um
5: also, is there any plans to be able to sort like weekly in the inside the championship lead the weekly points? Yes, see, yes,
4: like, that that we had that, and then Mark's made a change and, and that that had to go. But he wants to bring that back, right, Dan? I mean, he was talking about yeah, doing it.
9: Mark's is actually working on a lot of cool stuff like that and and other things, but you know, we got to do the the important stuff, which is the points updating. Uh, we will implement the drop round here shortly. This weekend as the halfway point, so things like that, and it just you know it takes time. Uh, but yes, okay. it will be there Yeah,
4: yeah, hang in there, man. It'll Sorry. it'll be there.
5: Yeah, I thought I heard you guys say something about it a couple weeks ago, and I was trying to figure out. I didn't know if I was just yeah.
4: missing something. No, it. no, it was there for briefly, and then uh, and then it went away. But we're we're going to do that real soon. So, All right. Thanks, man. Dan. Appreciate it. Yeah, Dan, it makes you uh, makes it much harder for you to do industry idiots.
9: Oh, it's an, it's. And people are getting people get so upset, but it's all good.
4: <laughs> yeah, uh, Dan Truman on the on the fly race and Moto 60 show presented by Get Pro Taper and the folks at Max's Tires. Uh, we thank everybody for listening, um, Dan. So okay, so let's 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 dig into this further. Then um, you like Eli Tomac to win a lot of the next uh, eight races. I'm, I'm guessing.
9: I, yeah, nine races, and I think he nine. Wins, sorry, yep. I think he wins at least seven of them.
4: Really. Oh, yeah. wow. So that if he wins seven of them, that will give him ten on the year, break his record last year that he set of nine, the most wins without winning a title.
9: Yes. <laughs> but he might win the title. He could have ten in the title.
4: Right. Um, okay.
9: I just I just think that it is going to come close. But Anderson's obviously solid. It's his title to lose. I mean, we can't really count out Marvin. He's only 36 points back, so he would have the best shot at it. You know?
4: Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know, like, Anderson has, the last couple of races, he hasn't really gotten the starts he needs, you know, I don't know, I wonder if he's playing it a bit safe mentally, like, not on purpose, but it's just in the back of your mind to kind of stay out of trouble?
9: I think his goal is to be on the podium every weekend, if he can, which is, you know, it's tough, but I think he can do it, you know, so it's it's tough, to it's tough to say, there's just not enough guys that can get in the top three, in my opinion. Cooper Webb can get up there, Baggett can get up there, Yep. but... uh I really don't see Brayton. hasn't been as good as he was at the beginning of the season either.
4: Yeah. I, I can't see anybody but Marv, Eli, and Anderson winning races from here on out, though. Right? Correct?
9: Yeah. I think Baggett's going to be good at Daytona. Yep. Um, Eli also, though. So it's hard to say. Uh, Blake's been good. If he would have gotten a good start in the main event this weekend, he would have been good. I mean, Justin Hill, who knows what would have happened this weekend mm-hmm. had, he, had he not crashed. So, um, Looking at this 250 list, do you think there's a – I think there's a couple guys that are – Main event guys that are going to have to ride the LCQ. They yeah. don't qualify
4: very well. <laughs> Probably, right? <laughs> I think so. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, maybe like, like Nick Nick Gaines, Nick Gaines is
9: 12th in points, and John Short is 11th in points, and they haven't qualified in the top 20 yet.
4: Yeah. No, you have a good point. Eight, 18 go, and then four to the LCQ. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, good point. Uh, so, Dan, if, if our listeners want to get, learn some more about Get and get a little listener discount, they can email you.
9: Yeah, or email uh, email you in, at the contact form, yep. and uh, yeah, I'll give them give them a discount on anything Athena or Get related, and uh, yeah, Fantastic. we've had some emails the last few weeks. People are people are pumped with it. So
4: cool. Well, hey, thanks for your time, man. Appreciate it. We won't we will not see you in Atlanta. I will see you in Daytona. All right, Dan. Thanks, <laughs> Dan Truman from Get and Athena on the Fly Race and Moto 60 Show presented by uh, Get and Pro Taper and Max's Tires. Kits, Thank you. Another stellar performance behind the uh, board there. You're welcome. Much better than that guy on Monday. Yeah, right. Just.
0: I mean, it's half paying attention.
4: <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. We'll be back next Thursday to talk Daytona and more. See ya.